It's Oklahoma Archery. Everything archery based out of Oklahoma for Oklahomans. Let's get it started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Oklahoma Archery Podcast. I'm David Bosca. I'm Neil Cooley. Hey, everybody. Before we get too diving into deep of archery, we want to go over something real quick on the podcast itself. Neil and I have been playing around talking about it. We want to know if you folks would be interested in us going live on Facebook some evening and we can take questions and um, give you answers right here at the at the that time, or just publishing our podcast on Facebook. Um, you tell us down in the comments below what your thoughts are, and just tell us if it's worth us even investigating. But until then, we decide what we're going to do. Let's talk archery, Neil. Let's talk about this last weekend, man. Y'all, you had a big trip on you. Yeah, we just got back from uh, the Gulf Shores. We went down to the Hoyt Easton Pro-Am in Foley, Alabama, uh, <clears throat> about 13 hours from Oklahoma City if you drive it. Um, not terrible. We did it in two days. Uh, I think a lot of people split the drive up into two days, but I know a lot of people that drove it straight through, and they came from, you know, all the way out of New Mexico. Shout out to our, uh, our buddy Larry out there, who's the state director. They hoofed it all the way one side to the other so it's a it's a pretty good pretty good tournament had a good turnout i think they i think they said they set some attendance records uh, based on previous years and it's like um yeah for those of you that don't know it's the first pro-am along the uh, asa's national tour and it's kind of like christmas morning for archers you know if it's if you're a baseball fan it's like opening day you know uh, bags go up targets go up and it's officially 3d season everybody's out there um new bow new equipment shot with the kid that just got his title in this week and he about beat the brakes off of all of us uh 16 years old um shooting uh 28 ounces on the front and 20 on the back golly that's a six 16 year old kid his name's gavin he's an absolute killer um in the k45 class um man your thursday your thursday would didn't you shoot the team shoot we did. We won our team shoot. Um, had had a pro that's probably 22 years old, little college student, nice guy. He'd only been a pro for about 10 days. I think if you uh, in the semi pro class, if you win $1,200, they kick you out. And I think last year he won 1150 So they called him when he registered for Foley and said, congratulations, you're now a professional archer. So he, he just moved up. We had a good group of people out there, had, you know, um, team shoot. If those of you that uh, haven't ever been to it, you get paired with a pro and you have a representative from just about every class. So we had a K50, a K45, a K40, um, somebody from the men's pins 30 and a senior class guy. And you all shoot from different, you know, you never shoot from beyond your classes max and you all shoot the arrow uppers and lowers are both scored without having to call it. Um, and whichever team has the most gets uh, $80 cash and won a free match bowstring so if anybody out there in podcast land needs a matthews match bowstring or if you just want to throw a match bowstring on your bow um drop us a comment i'll send that to you i don't have a uh, <laughs> i don't have a need for a, a match bowstring but if anybody out there cut your you know cut your peep out and slice the strand or you got your serving separating or something like that drop us a link or drop us a comment down below and i'll send you that certificate um, you go cash that so I don't have to. 
Cool. Other than cool. that, yeah, yeah, won the team shoot. That was cool. I'd never, I'd only shot one arrow at one um, last year. I'm usually, I'm usually trying to not spend as much vacation days, so I haven't, I hadn't been to one until Coleman last year, and it got rained out after one arrow. So it was good. It was a good time. Um, broke some good shots. Had a good Friday. Shot six up. Um, got out there Saturday and couldn't, couldn't get the bow to break. Shot a real terrible score, um, which is always, you know, fun to get out of the way at the biggest shoot of the year um first one out of the gate it's good to it's good to get those stinkers out but it was a friday was good saturday was rough so did you come back going man i think i learned something with my setup this year and i want to change something or man this is good i ain't changing anything i've been changing the draw length previously and i got it um within the 16th if not closer to where my indoor bow was um that's been the biggest change. And then I've been adding a little bit of front weight. So for indoor, I was running three and a third on the front of a 33, 34 inch bar. Um, I think I took it up to six or seven and I've got it at eight or nine right now. So putting a little bit more front weight on the bow has been something I've talked about with Ryan Thomason. I've talked about it with Chris Hammond. I say, when I push and I pull on this bow, it starts to shake a little bit. And a lot of that's nerves. At the end of the day, you can load the bow up as much as you want. You still have to execute, but I'm trying to build a bow that'll shoot under pressure. Um, that might make it a little, a little uncomfortable to shoot league night with. And we got the, uh, state OSAA five spot championships this weekend at Dewey at the arrow shop. If anybody out there hasn't signed up, they have Friday, Saturday, Sunday lines. You only shoot 60 arrows. Might get a little heavy on the 3D bow, but that's what I'm going to take. The indoor bow is put up for the year. Um, I'm going to keep shooting the heavy setup. And right now I'm just trying to figure out how much front weight I can put on it and how hard I can push and pull to keep the thing up and still make it break and make it aim. So we're playing with we're playing with front bar weight. Long story short, we've got the we've got the lot. Uh, let's see, we got the draw length dialed in. Peep sight's a little lower. I think my tape's on. I just got to I gotta get them behind the pin and got to make it break. <clears throat> yeah, it's been years since I shot the, the outdoor world, but I finding the tape to me was always the fun stuff uh, way back when because, shoot, back when I did it, you literally, there was no of these metal sight tapes or anything. We had Archer's Advantage, and we'd go out and find <laughs> two, two, two marks, and, well, we'd just find something close in between, and and that would be it. But yeah, find, finding your marks would be a little more difficult now, I would think. Well, what I'm, what I'm noticing is happening is as I add front weight, it changes the pivot point of the bow. And I'm starting to, I'm having to put a yard or two in each time I put a couple ounces on. And I don't, I don't think that's happened to me in the past, but I've never run a heavier front. It's always been as balanced as I can make it. But shooting 3D, in the wind and the elements, I've got to have a little bit more stability so I can execute in my sight picture. I've got to, ha- I've got to slow that movement down. And it, it means you got to push and pull. Like if you get weak in this shot, that bow's going to take it from you and it's going to go. So, um, I know David said, you know, load it up. It's one arrow. Why not? Lo- you know, I've got, I've got weights. I went and bought a couple of tungstens to put on the end of there. Daggum, that stuff is expensive. I yeah. thought tungsten was for anybody out there using tungsten on your bow have you heard of bass fishing have you heard of i mean just keep it to the sinkers on the fishing poles because that stuff is outrageous but i didn't have a real long piece of all thread to work with so what's 80 bucks here or there 
<laughs> and you traveled this weekend with a, with a special guest in your car. Yeah, we took the wife to her first pro am. She was uh, she was interested to see what all the excitement was about. She's not shot any 3D yet, so she's uh, she thinks the compounders take quite a while. She's like, man, it takes y'all forever to shoot 10. Um, but she wants to shoot barebow. I told her they move through the course just a little bit quicker. So that was interesting. Um, got to go to the director's meeting. They have those at the first and last pro-am of the year. So it was my first year as state director getting to go sit in with all the, all the big wigs and everything. Got to meet Scott, got to meet Josh and everybody. Um, so that was, that was good. Got to meet some directors from some neighboring States and we're all going to collaborate and, you know, swap ideas and, you know, share, share stories of experience. Um, Any, anything stock. new anything new from that meeting that you're allowed to share <clears throat> not yet well i mean you want to prepare yourself in the future to see asa require a membership to shoot a qualifier at some point it, it's not going to happen this year it did not happen this year but what, what i've been preaching to people is look we put 14 qualifiers on the on the books you can shoot everyone and you don't need a membership till you go to the state championship or a national pro-am that's a big recruitment tool for for us to be able to tell people to come here come check our organization out um it might not always be that way so prepare yourselves for a future and where uh, you might need or you might need the membership to come out and shoot the first one. Um, that's something that's a federation decision, and they haven't haven't pulled the trigger on moving that way yet. But it could happen in the future for those of you that like to read the tea leaves. Um, highlight of the weekend for sure. We stayed in a big cabin with uh, Brad and Tara Timberman, um, and I, you know, twenty six people, fourteen rooms, twenty six people in this cabin. Highlight of the weekend for sure. Um, I rolled up and I saw um, Adam Johnson from South Dakota. I shot, we shot, I shot at the Rumble with him when you and I went up there. I was like, "Hey, man, Adam, good to see you." Sitting right next to him is Chuck Dotson from Virginia, and I shot Coleman last year with him. He was on my stake and ended up selling him a seven power lens. He's like, "Neil, how you doing?" I was like, "Man, I know him too." Rolled upstairs and. Joey Gervin is there. If y'all don't know, he's from Indiana. He helps put on the Bass and Buck Skinny Air, the Midwest Trail Classic, the NFAA Midwest Trail Classic. It's like the Reading of the East. Um, Joey was there. I, I'd seen him when me and Rick Gilly went up to shoot that, and I was like, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm the Northern Regional ASA Director. I got to be here. So uh, a whole bunch of people in this house I'd met knew. Uh, you know, it was just every time somebody would walk in, I either knew who they were or recognized them. It was That was pretty cool. And on the way back, I got a Facebook message from our good buddy, <clears throat> Hazel Torres. He lives up north. I guess he's in Wisconsin. This is the guy that does the Reese Precisions. He makes the micro-adjust needles for the Achieves. He makes the little degree measurements for your bits and burgers. Um, all kinds of magnifier needles for your side tape. All kinds of stuff. Totally a, a stand-up human being. He's a, he's a great guy. He messaged me and he was like, hey, you're some kind of director. How do we get Wisconsin going? So I get with Brad and send him Joey's number, and I think between driving home from Alabama and, and getting home to Oklahoma, we've got Wisconsin uh, getting ready to get established as an oh, ASA state. Wow. And, awesome. uh, yeah, and I was, he said he was going to try to be the director, hopefully. Fingers crossed everybody on that one. And I said, you'd be a great guy for it, man. I'll, I'll walk you through anything I can. So got to send that over to Joey and say, hey, I got you another state, bud. I hope it works out for you. Here's a point of contact, and they're looking to make it happen. So. Um, it was it was productive. I remember I, I saw Scott Parrott. He's the um, national director of shooting. It holds the scorecards up on the on the pro am. I, I waved at him over there when we sat down for the shoot off. I was like, hey, I'm over here if you need me, man. Just uh, 
you know, give me one of them jerseys. I'll drag that target around. I'll hold the cards for you, whatever you need. Just holler at me. And his response was priceless. Everybody, he said, who's this? <laughs> I said, it's, it's, it's Neil from Oklahoma. Save my number. So I was, I was ready to jump in and help him out, you know, drag a target, drag a sign or something. And yeah, once again, no, no idea who I was, but it's okay. We'll get, we'll, we'll get on the map guys. Everybody, everybody's told really good things to the, the regional director about how stuff's going. So appreciate every one of you, all the kind words, compliments, um, couldn't, couldn't do it without you. So we're, we're looking good to nationals and they, we have a good working relationship with them and, and they're very open about calling for support questions you know, call us, email us, text us. We'll, we'll go there. There is a chain of command. You go to your state director. He goes to the regional the regional goes to nationals. That's all fine and good. But if it, if it ever gets to where we don't know, they're, they're absolutely there for us to clarify and help us through it. Well, that's cool. It's great that you've met face to face. They, they get to know you and then down the road, you may want to pull their chain for something. You never know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I might need a favor called in. That's right. That's right. We may need a place to stay when we go to shoot some indoor tournament. I'm telling you. Well, there's, I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm trying to go pheasant hunting in South Dakota now. So I'm trying to get, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I got met, met people with turkeys to kill, met people with birds to kill all over the country. You know, we'll, we'll talk deer hunting later in the summer, but right now we're, we're focusing on birds at this point, particular moment. So, um, Let's see. I hear there's a lot of turkeys around Wellston, Oklahoma. Uh, there's not, there is I, several I, up this I hear, way. I, I hear there might be some gobblers. Yeah. Uh, in in April, I've got to run up to North Dakota for work. We're we're doing some cook a cooking university up there. So, hey, that's that that could be a fun trip because the weekend before is the um, North Dakota Classic. I'm sorry, the Yankton. Oh, I forget what it's called now. It's oh gosh, I've drawn a complete blank. It's it's like the sixty meters uh, indoor outdoor, and then that'll first be Dakota the Fri- Classic. first Dakota Classic. Thank you. Yeah, that's the weekend before. So I'm I'm half thinking about rolling up Friday, Saturday, shoot that, drive on up Sunday to North Dakota, and then I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then head home. It's yeah, I'm I'm half you, thinking about hitting it. Are you gonna shoot twenty threes for that or are you going skinny? It's a good question. And what <laughs> bow is getting what bow are they going out of? Is the follow up question. That's that's okay. a good question. Okay. okay. Um, All right. I do I do have that new Focus X and I don't have it lined out yet, but I'll be honest with you, I haven't shot it. Um I guess I've owned it what? five, six weeks. And I bet I haven't shot 30 arrows out of it. This I'm just concentrating all the way through indoor nationals with my white PSE. My, I call it my snow camo, my snow camo bow. And once indoor nationals is over, then I'm going to really hit hard and heavy. I, I veined up the arrows that I'm thinking I'll shoot this weekend. Um, but I, I, I don't know if it'll shoot them or not. You know, we got to wait and see. I do own some uh, pro comps from a few years back, and I just I just didn't like them when I did shoot them. But it could have been the setup, you know. I I, I just every, didn't. every bow could like a different arrow setup. Right. You just you got to have a ba- a bucket full of them at yeah. home to find out what you know the let off the tune. 
one of them will hum out of there and three will, will not like. So that's right. I don't disagree yeah. with that. And the setups I've got going with this is a little bit bigger than standard because, you know, I, I just, I'm just not a fan of the micro arrows. Um, it's just me personally. I, I don't know if it's my draw length or, or my form of shooting, but yeah, but all that was all done back when I was, um, pulling a wrist rocket. Um, if things might change a little bit with a, with a handheld, um, now I, I don't know, maybe my form's gotten better. Heck, maybe it's gotten worse, but sure. Seems like it's, 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 it's easier to tune with a handheld than it was with my wrist rocket. So more point of stability where it comes, comes on the string. And I've heard fat air is easier to tune than skinny arrow because there's less arrow diameter to get the string behind. So that's yeah. not, you know, finicky, finicky, uh, skinny arrows that, that can happen. I've got, I got rid of my 40 partially cause I can't shoot and the other partially cause it didn't like these arrows that I'd had. And I've got way too much money in the, in the, uh, revelations to, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I got more in the two dozen arrows and, and the points than I do the actual bow. So Bo had to go, got another 36 to shoot those out of. <laughs> we'll, we'll get around to that. I'm, I'm still toying around with, putting some 23s together with a buck 40 in the nose um, to try to break a little bit of wind because um, it that wind was a factor on Friday. I did notice some drift and shot outside yesterday. And the, those 25s with a, a buck 20 in the nose, they are susceptible to some drift. That's what I was going to ask you. Tell everyone what your arrow setup is now. What? But uh, you just did. Yeah. It's VTAC 25, four flex fletches, uh, four fletched flex fletches, two inch on the back. Um, fuchsia colored biter knocks 192s uh, 192hunters inside of a gold tip x cutter bushing so i can run the big biters uh buck 20 in the nose cut all the way back to the blade um and it's it's fast it's 283 284 i think at 61 a little over 61 pounds so i've i've got another 36 that's uh 55 to 65 i'm going to tune the draw length to get it right i'm going to put the peep in to match it and I'm going to run it just a little bit higher in the burger hole and see if it likes it set up just a little bit more. Because the grains per inch between a 23 and a 25 for a VTAC, one of the spines, they're identical. The other one, it's just a little bit off. So I won't gain a whole bunch, but I'll have a little bit more in point weight. Um, I think they're fletched a little bit different too, just whatever I whatever I had laying around. So I might, I might try those, but I'm not going to tear my whole bow apart to try to get it to, uh, you know, I've got to got a tournament this weekend y'all are getting ready to hear a little bit more about it once our our guest for the week gets in but um we're, we're tinkering it's it's early in the season season's already started but you know i've got a i've got a second bow that i'm i'm slowly putting together and working on while trying to tune my existing one to to be forgiving and to perform under pressure and really it's me that has to perform under pressure that's not the bow the bow just repeats but i'm trying to set it up to where it's most most forgiving and uh, just something that'll shoot in the wind a little bit because you know Oklahoma, Alabama, Louisiana, Illinois, wherever you're going to shoot 3D, um, you know one thing it has in common is you will be shooting in the elements a little bit. So yeah, well I'll talk about my tournament before a guest shows up since it has nothing to do with that. This weekend I am headed to Dewey to the Arrow Shop up there with Miles and um, them. We're going to shoot the uh, indoor state, which is the OSAA state. It's a five spot. The NFAA five spots, what we've got going. Um, I've got the noon line. Uh, I think old Rick Gilly and I, we're going to meet up and that's, I think he's shooting the same time as the timeline I am. 
um, for that very reason. I think we just always like just hashing and, and ha- maybe heckling, maybe is a better word each other, but, <laughs> but, uh, we're going to, we're going to meet up and we'll shoot that one. Um, so if anybody's down this way and wants to ride up, you're welcome. Jump in with me. Heck, I don't, we're, I'm going that way. Um, yeah. And I think, I think last time you shot an indoor state at the era shop, I think you set the state record. Yes. Yeah, I did. Well, I was going to say, you had, you, if Dave's been, if y'all haven't been following along, Dave's been setting them up and knocking them down because you just recently got two of your certificates from, tell me if this was USA Archery. Yes. And it was for, one was for this past winter at the Frozen Oki, and the other was for a, a different it, tournament at the same distance. One was for, and, and I maybe uh, one was I think a sixty error shoot, and one was a hundred and twenty error shoot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, congratulations, bud. That's uh, I know one of them happened a few years ago, but yeah, yeah. Been- Thank you. And I honestly didn't. I'll, I'll say it. I'll I'll be the black sheep of the family. I didn't really expect it to to go through. It'd been setting so long. I didn't think anything would happen, but I was honored whenever it did. I was, I was really glad to see him take care of what needed to be taken care of. Um, so my goal, I got a goal now before I, I shoot out of my, my old man class. I, I kind of got a goal. I want to, I want to see what I can do with the outdoor numbers. Um, before I get too old to be able to see that far. <laughs> let's see. Let's yeah. see what I can do with that. I, I don't know if there's anything I can do with that, but I'm going to try. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a good, that's a good goal. And you can go back and you can break your old records for a few years. Couple, <laughs> couple, just a couple, few couple years. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be, I guess you could shoot in the, the next class down all you want. It's just that you, you have the option to, to stay up in the, in the next class. If you want, I guess, I guess that's it. It doesn't matter. I can always shoot back down. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, the, uh, Let's see. Let's talk about, we, we talked about the air shop this coming weekend. Um, we've got the ASA at Connor state. It's out in Porham details on how to get there. Be on the Facebook page. We'll put a post out talking about it later on today. Hopefully um, coming up, we've got a shot event at Mohawk park. That's coming up in March. I'll be sure to follow along for that. They're giving away, all kinds of stuff. They just announced they got a Polaris quad four by four with the doors on it and everything they're giving away. I think it's over like $70,000 in in prizes. They added them all up. So be on the lookout for that one. Um, You know, Archers for Christ down there the same weekend as uh, Trosper uh, is going to have another ASA qualifier. So we are, uh, and then Dave's going to indoor nationals end of March. And I don't want to skip over one, but also this last weekend, Oklahoma had several teams go down to um, Texas, Texas uh, Tech for Texas. the indoor nationals. Yes, indoor nationals. for the, yes. U, the USA indoor nationals. Uh, I don't know if it was youth only. I don't think it was. I think it was all age classes. And I know there were some good good scores turned in by some Okies down there. So hats off to all them. Sorry, I don't know them off the top of my head, but definitely i know they've worked hard and and they've gotten there so congrats for for everything you've done there so yeah 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 we've had some we've had some okies come in had had a good weekend all around we had some of them at foley i know uh rick gilly ended up sixth in the uh master senior known i think, I think it was heath 
didn't he, he had a monster day. Tenth or right in eleven. Eleven. Okay. Yeah, he, he yeah. took home a check. He shot he shot eight up the first day and sixteen up the second day. So you know he uh, yeah he found a different gear. I bow he's 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 agreeing with that three D bow. Um, shooting his new, shooting his new title. Um, everybody was shooting their new title. Most of them threw it together the day before. We we had people down there at the cabin working on the bow press and mountain sights and getting marks on the side of the house and you know shooting it the next day. So you see some pretty wild stuff at these pro ams. Um, I know. Shout out to Chris Hammond. Um, love him to death. Been on the podcast oh. before. Had a had a good day. He was in the cut after thirty. Um, still finished strong. I think he was tenth or eleventh place in the open pro division. Um, so yeah, we had we had Okies that were right there. Um, shout out to my buddy Isaiah Rael. Um, ended up fourth in the young adults class. They shoot from the red stake. Shot sixteen and seventeen up. I was like, go finish, go finish it strong. And he was, I think, three points off the podium. But if you got a if you got an odd number, you know that's one one nickel away from being standing up there. Um, you know, looking good, taking checks home. So shout out to my boy, put up two, two great scores in a, and those kids can shoot in that division. I don't care if it's a red stake. They are absolutely putting 20 and 26 is up every day. Like it's like they're paid to do it. So they're, they're pretty, pretty stiff competition down there. I, I was texting with Chris and I don't remember if it was Sunday or Monday telling great job. Congrats. And that man had already, he, he had a plan. He was already working or he was, had a plan on what he was going to be doing for his, he felt like there was just, I thought he'd said like one little something that he wasn't completely pleased with. And he already had a action plan going, getting ready for the next shoot. And if I remember seeing Lawson vet had a good, uh day out too um yeah yeah lawson's in k50 now he's putting up huge numbers and and, in that class you just can't uh you really can't miss a whole lot of them so yeah he's gonna he's gonna be right there um my buddy from go go ahead ahead. i I was gonna say i seen him on a couple uh elite had tagged him on a couple posts also uh, he, he's caught their eye now, especially after the Vegas, uh, shoot off. Um, I've noticed that, that, that they've got, they had him on a few of the ASA posts that they did. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's, Great. he's him and Aaron Shaw running around out there just causing havoc. Um, guy who ended up winning K50 was Matt Pollock. Uh, I don't think he's out of Ohio. I shot first year, uh, Bass and Bucks with him. He's a good dude. He'll make you a set of strings, money, money shot, both strings. If you ever, uh, ever, if you're ever in the area and need something, he's a good dude to, good dude to rely on. Um, but yeah, we had, we had all kinds of Okies put up good, good scores, you know, had a, a coach at Southwestern Christian University. Carson went to his first pro-am, shot his first score that was, uh, that was up, you know, shot, shot four up and, you know, no better place to do it than first time on a pro-am. That's kind of, that's kind of cool to go shoot your, shoot your best score on the, the biggest tournament you've ever been to. So that was, that was cool to see, you know, he's been right there just dialing in a new bow and trying to get it put together and seeing, seeing the work that he, you know, they, these people put in weeks in advance, come up there and, you know, performs well for him. It's, it's like, yeah, I know, I, dude, I know you, I know you put the work in I, that scores, scores are going to come, you know, don't, don't worry about shooting 26 down and 14 down and 18 down, whatever my last score was, you know, don't, don't worry about them bad ones. When it's, when you, when you get it right, it's going to be there and you just got to trust the bow and let it flow. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
this is just the first one out for the year. So I think that Oklahoma had a huge following and a great group of, of uh, names on the list that, that happened out there. So, uh, and I think with Oklahoma doing what it's doing, I think it's going to be a great thing to see, uh, to see the local qualifiers, to see the amount of people that's going to the local qualifiers, um, uh, doing their due diligence, their practice, their, their fine tuning so that when the next national shoot does come around, they can then go compare to that. Uh, but yeah, go hit these locals and, and absolutely. I think that's going to be the best place to, to fine tune. I just like you shoot a weekend indoor, man, these local 3d shoots is the ones to go fine tune it again in the wind and, and see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I hate I hate to say that that's where I am, but I'm using league night tonight all the way to the state championship uh, five spot Friday night to get my 20 marks back. I can move that site, still tuning on my 3D bow, but, you know, it's still time on the line under pressure. And that's where you want to do your do your evaluating on what you're you know, if you're if you're the king of the backyard or you're shooting at your favorite range with all your buddies, you're going to be more comfortable go get on the line somewhere big and you know, you might not, you might not shoot a 300. You might not win it there. You might not get a street named after you. You might not get your own holiday, but you'll know the next day that your 20 says 20 and that's where it's going to hit. And you know, if you've, if you've got good marks out 30, 40, 50, whatever class you shoot, um, hang on here. I'm texting our texting our guests. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm with you hundred percent. Uh, and the one thing I've been playing with, because I am thinking about rolling outside just a little bit, you know, things that I got to completely revamp on this other bow that I'm not used to to thinking about. I got to look at my scope, my lens. Um, they're just uh, if I run, if I decide to run a clarifier outdoors, there is so much more that goes into play than just standing on a twenty yard line. So absolutely, I think. I'm about to go through another learning curve that honestly I haven't thought much about because I haven't needed to. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited about setting up for outdoors and, and I'll pull everybody's chain that I need to pull. I'll, I'll ask questions and um, you know, I have no problems at all asking. Cause if I don't know, I don't know. Um, I'll try to pull in the thoughts that worked for me years ago with 3d, but I'm 15, 20 years older. Now things changed on me. Yeah, I I think that that's something we should point we should circle back to just a little bit because I'm I'm changing all kinds of stuff on my 3D bow and I, you know those of you that don't know me I don't like to tinker very much I'm I'm not good at it I'm just learning how everything goes I've still got people that help me at different steps along the way and we're third qualifier this weekend you know a year ago I would have my bow locked down I would have all my marks and even if it wasn't right. I needed that confidence going in every weekend that I'm not going to change anything because it's dialed in right now. And Dave told me a couple of weeks ago, he goes, tear it apart, get it right. You know, forget that qualifier. That's just a, you know, that's a, st- a small stepping stone to what you're trying to accomplish. So don't be afraid early in the year to 
you know, change that clarifier, change the peep side height, change your draw length, change your knocking point, you know, change your anchor point, wh- whatever you have to do to make it work. Don't worry about what your score says. Nobody's, you know, I'm, I've, I've shot more 3D than anybody and my scores have been lower than anybody's out there this year. And, you know, it might be because I'm, you know, answering questions or signing people up or talking to new people or running the, you know, the raffle prize ticket drawing Genesis bow extravaganza, all, all these different things. But we're working on the bow. We're working on the shot. We're working on the process. And, you know, we're your middle of the season. As far as I'm concerned, this is this happening right now. But we're still changing, you know, peep side height makes a difference. It'll change your change your tape make it longer, make it shorter, um, moving the scope in all kinds of, all kinds of stuff where you have to go back and redial in and re and re repeat the steps over and over and over again until you get it right. And I think that that might be something that some people struggle with. Like I, I can't go shoot the state indoor tournament. I'm putting my 3d bow together. Well, go shoot it under pressure. So what if it's heavy? You might miss, you know, you might bang a few out at six o'clock, hope they catch line, but it, it doesn't, low scores don't define who you are as a shooter. It doesn't, how you shoot doesn't define who you are as a person. You know, it doesn't, it it doesn't matter, but give yourself the benefit of the experience, you know, go see all your friends, go hang out with Rick Gilly and Bosca Saturday at noon, go see miles and Kelly. It's one of the best archery shops in the state, if not the country. Um, You know, they, they'd love to have your business and have you support their shoot. And the OSAA is, you know, that's another, um, that's another, um, just another organization that puts six state tournaments a year on. Yeah. It's, and, and going there, let's uh, ultimately you're the only one that's going to really pay attention to your score. Yeah. Everybody's going to see it, but don't get hung up and worried and think about your total score. If you go up to a shoot, take this weekend up there, um, their old shop and you shoot great and you don't have a great score, at least you know your bow was performing. But if you get up there and your bow is not performing, hey, at least you know now that it's not performing, then you know to go and make a change prior to the next 3D or the next indoor. But at least if you're um, um, not performing, um, at least you know that it's indoor to outdoor. So that tells you it might be the bow. It might be you, but it, uh, taking it to a different environment is important. If you get up there and it is too heavy and you know, let's say the last, uh, 20 shots, it's just, Oh, that's all I can do to hold up. And you start dropping out. Hey, let's be real. That's your 3d bow. You know, inside that I'm going to be able to make one shot at a time. Um, okay forget about it that's that's not what you yes you might have went there to win you might have went there to score good but you know in your heart and deep down that dude this thing's not set up for this marathon of a tournament um but it may be perfect for your next application the next weekend but you won't know until you go try it's the same thing as it's the the theory of what does the bow need today how much push and pull how much weight how much rolling on the hinge what does it need to go off today because you might have had 
three cups of coffee or none. You might be nerved up. You might be really, really relaxed. You could be, it's all depends. And nobody was better at that than Sly Cooper. He would take, you know, a weight off, a weight off the back, put it on the riser, put it on the left bar, put it on the right, put it on the front, two on the front, two off the back. And all the time he, he'd shot that bow enough that he was, he was knowledgeable on where adding weight would, you know, not only make him hit, but how much he could pull on it to get it to go. And I think, I mean, one of the last times we were at the aero shop was right after Gilly had smashed and broke his hand. And he was out there trying to figure out if he could make that release work with a, you know, a shattered knuckle. And I think it was either a jackpot shoot or a state champion. I don't know what shoot it was. I know it was at the aero shop and halfway there, he goes, ah, oh, this, this isn't, this isn't working. I'm going to go, I'm going to go try something different. And well, it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just go see if you can give it a go. And, uh, I think you'll be more benefited as an archer. I do too. Well, Neil, we got something coming on strong right here. Won't you bring in our guest? Hey, everybody. We got Johnny King with us today. He is the coach out at the Connor State College, um, runs a team of, of really fantastic shooters, and they are going to be hosting this weekend our Oklahoma ASA qualifier. They got them a brand new range. Uh, I think it was last year, wasn't it, Johnny? Yeah, we got the range installed for the first time. I think it was in October this last year. And uh, first people who came out to get to shoot it were a part of our youth shoot that we have each uh, each semester out here at the ranch. Well, tell Johnny, Johnny, I'm David Bosk. I don't think we've ever got to meet, but hello. I think I might have seen you at a few indoors, but that that might have been it when you were sitting with you with you with your team. But tell everyone about your shoe, where it's located, so that they can what, listen to this and 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 maybe get with you or find out a little bit more before the weekend. Absolutely. So the uh, Connor State South Ranch is basically located between Warner and Porham off of Highway 2. And uh, from Highway 2, you'll see a county road that's County Road 243rd. And heading west on County Road 243rd, uh, almost exactly two miles, will take you to a shared driveway. And uh, I'll have a sign out there that says, you know, something like archery shoot or contest or event or something like this. Um, but you'll come up that shared driveway and uh, then there's a, a big black gate to come through there. And if you feel like you're in somebody's property, it's because, you know, you're in the right place. It's, uh, it looks strange. It looks kind of like you're going to get uh, on somebody's horse ranch or cattle ranch. But our, our place out here is 1,300 acres. It's a working, it's a working cattle ranch and uh, outdoor classroom for the school. We do a lot of natural resources things out here, and we have a shotgun shooting range, and uh, uh, and then we have our archery thing fit in here as well. I have included on our Connor State Collegiate Archery Team's Facebook page um, a pin there for the directions to lead you out here, and that pin will actually take you to the uh, very top of our range if you followed it, I you know, exact, but... Uh, that should work for both iPhones and uh, Android phones. We've tested it out. But if you see an address come up that says Muskogee on it, don't go there. It'll take you to the wrong place. <laughs> so uh, don't follow that for sure. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, 10, 10 o'clock start time. Uh, yeah, we'll do a 10 o'clock start time. We'll have some uh, people out here helping out with registration. We'll have all the normal forms, and then we have one form that's for uh, – 
the Connor State South Ranch here will have. It's it's just a waiver and liability. I've filled that out too. Um, so with a 10 o'clock start time, if, if nobody's been out here before or, or something like that, just get here early. I'll be here. Uh, you won't be here alone if you show up early. Cool. Uh, tell the uh, tell the listeners what they could expect as far as terrain goes. Are they going to need mud boots? You think uh, hiking boots, ankle support? Uh, climbing, yeah, bring, bring your bring your hiking boots, bring your ankle support, bring your long socks, all that kind of stuff. Um, if we don't get rain tonight and tomorrow, like we're expecting, uh, then I don't think there'll be much. There's not much water at all on our trails. Uh, in fact, um, but there's a, we have a long shot challenge that set, set up. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit, but, uh, uh, that's the only place we have on the range right now where you might have to cross a little bit of water. It's like one inch or two inches, uh, there and we've got rocks placed, but, uh, the terrain is, is basically what you would see in this part of the state. Um, and, uh, so we've got hills, we've got, uh, inclines and declines. We've got, uh, uh, we've got some rocks, we've got trees, woods. I had a question come across the other day. Uh, somebody messaged me and said, Hey, what's it? Uh, is it, is it wooded? Is it clear? What's it like? And it's, it's a pretty good mix. And even the wooded areas that we've got, uh, because we, we've done a lot of thinning of the canopies. Um, there'll still be some light in there. And, uh, on the back side of the course, um, we'll be shooting into the east, so you'll be shooting against the sun in the morning time. But it's a it's a mix of things. We've got blackjack oaks and uh, uh, shagbark hickory trees out here. It's pretty nice. Some of the red buds are starting to get their their buds on them, and uh, some of those calorie pears already have their white flowers. But other than that, it's it's pretty typical for the terrain out here. If you've ever gone on a drive on a Sunday afternoon or something. There you go. So everybody runs a runs a lens or runs a electronic site might think about bringing your might think about bringing your umbrellas there's going to be some yeah. there's going to be some sunlight to play with maybe um, bring a hood or something for your site yep yep something oh mine's mine's got them on the front and the back i've been i've fought that battle a time or two uh, yeah i think I, I went ahead and put the hood on mine I, I can't remember if i got it from you or mark but uh i picked up a nomad and i thought man i better i better put the hood on here it's going to help out a little bit there you go um tell um tell everybody just a little bit about your about your team how many how many archers do you have and what where all do you take these kids to compete at oh lord uh well we we started off the beginning of last semester with 17 archers uh that's the most we had had to date and uh uh we when i first got to the college two years ago i was hired on part-time archery coach we had between seven and nine depending on you know natural graduation attrition and all that and uh i think now we're we're at about 14 13 14 archers and you know in the fall semester we do we start off with 3d and we'll shoot uh um our regional shoots we're in the south central region with usa archery and um <clears throat> so we usually go out to mississippi uh and shoot in the past, it's been Hattiesburg. This year was in, uh, or last year was in uh, Clinton, Mississippi, because Mississippi College got the bid for that one. And then, uh, so we shoot that. We shoot uh, Foley. We uh, this year, this semester, we've been to Vegas. We've been to um, Kentucky. Uh, we've been to Oklahoma City. We've had a couple of different things that we've that we've done. We have yet. Um, we'll be taking the team. We'll be hitting up the Bartlesville ASA. We'll be hitting up probably Choctaws and, and, uh, those things as well. <clears throat> but we, we shoot mostly three spot indoor 
um, with our compounds and uh, a single spot for bare bow and Olympic recurve. And I think the team overall likes 3D archery more than <laughs> more than the indoor stuff. Indoor stuff, such a head game, but uh, not that not that it's not in 3D, but you know how it is. <laughs> Yeah, 3D, you're a little more likely to just grip it and rip it, and indoor requires some some mental fortitude. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's just standing in the same spot the whole time, too, and the air conditioner comes on, and now I'm thinking about the air conditioner. <laughs> so but, so uh, if you've got someone who's in high school right now, how can they work into getting some information for this uh, uh, summer break to to come out and visit with you and find out what you offer? Well, we actually, before summer even gets here, uh, I can give you the dates off the top of my head. They're April 16th and 18th, that whole weekend, April 18th, 19th, and 20th. And then the week after that, on the 23rd and 25th, we have a middle school and high school uh, shootout that we, we host every semester out here at the ranch. Now, this will be the second semester we've held, we've held it at our, our new range with 20 targets. We've designed the range to be... Well, just like the ASA thing, that was what we had in mind was to set up an ASA uh, range that we could we could use for uh, ASA contest and also um, shootouts and other things like that. But they can come out for that. And um, uh, there's also there's a gal, a young lady that we work with. Her name is Grace Blackwell, and uh, she is the recruiter for Connor State College. She's the director of recruiting there. And uh, I'm happy to provide her information to just about anybody. We have, and I don't have these dates in front of me right now, uh, so stay tuned for those, I suppose. But we have some uh, little workshops and camp that we'll do over the summer as well. And uh, But with Connor State uh, College, if you just throw it into Google, their uh, website will pop up there. And uh, there is a link you can click, click on for recruiting. That'll get you in touch with any of the recruiters. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page. Um, we have two Facebook pages set up. I'm just going to talk about one of them, and that's the Connor State College Collegiate Archery Team Facebook page. You'll see that uh, when you go there, we almost have 500, 500 members, so I'm excited about that, Rowan. But uh, you can get a lot of information on there. We post all of our dates for upcoming events on there. We post most of our accomplishments on there as well, and uh, so you can kind of keep in touch with the team. We have. I just got back from visiting the uh, Oklahoma NASP Grand State shoot, and uh, when I go out there, Kelly Boyer usually walks me around and tells me all kinds of stuff that's going on. And it's gotten to where now I can see faces and recognize faces. So a lot of those students have uh, gotten to know who we are and uh, come out to our shoots. And it's been it's been fun. We uh, it, it becomes more like a family that way. It's pretty special. Cool. Cool. I'm just trying to sit here and think of something else for the shoot this weekend to ask. Um, it, it, 10 o'clock kick or, or shoot to start. What about um, snacks, grubs, food during, after, um, or what's close by? Is there anything that a concession's going to be set up for everybody? Well, I haven't got a concession set up for everybody. I've got a couple friends I could reach out to and see if they want to bring a truck out. Otherwise, in uh, Warner, about 12, 15 minutes away, uh, you've got a couple restaurants and uh, uh, a couple fast food places. There's a, there's a Subway, a McDonald's. There's a little Mexican place up there as well um, called El Jarocho. Uh And then uh, that's what the plans are there. I, I was asked if we were going to have a big old barbecue pit set up. And I, I told the guy, if you'll bring the meat, <laughs> we'll cook it up. 
but uh, no, I haven't. I haven't got any plans like that uh, to this to this date. Do you know off the top of your head? I know Connor State being a being a two year program. Do you know how many majors are offered from the college? Oh gosh! See now you're asking me questions. I'm not going to know the answer to. Um, I don't know how many majors are offered, but I have a. I, every time I run into somebody, if I've got the recruiter next to me, she'll say, oh, yeah, we've got that. So it's been, you know, things like nursing, things like computer uh, science or computer tech uh, kinds of things. We, we obviously we have a great ag program. And uh, in fact, a lot of the a lot of the archers are involved in the ag program in one way or the other. <clears throat> um, we've got business and biology and all kinds of different things. Uh, best thing to do there is just to kind of Come either either come to campus or or get a hold of one of us and and strike up a conversation. Those conversations I usually uh, because I'm so nearsighted and uh, inexperienced in the in the degree platform. Um, I usually get those people in front of a recruiter and let them ask all the questions and they have more information on things like scholarships and uh, stuff like that as well. There are so many scholarships in the state of Oklahoma and so much money left on the table every year on these scholarships that uh, for one person to keep up with all of them would just be a full-time job. Do you have uh, Do you have any of your archers on your team that are on scholarships specifically for archery? Yeah, so we have, uh, in the last couple of years, we've been offering scholarships for um, housing, actually they're housing stipends, and it a- adds up to about $1,200 a year. Uh, we can waive out-of-state tuition as well, and uh, uh, that's what we've been doing for them. Now, I have started to tailor that a little bit differently going forward we will uh earmark the same amount of funds but we will um instead of just uh lathering it on to every archer uh, as we've done in the past everybody gets 600 bucks a semester or something like that then uh i will i will award that based on performance participation and and those types of things we want to we want to award those types of behavior and and recognize those types of behavior that we uh want to see and Sometimes if you if you have a group of people and and uh, everybody just gets the same amount, you you don't get to control or award the benefits of uh, good behavior. So we've got a good hardworking team now, and uh, with a good hardworking team, you want to be able to put that money where it can make the most difference and uh, keep those types of behaviors growing. So that's what we'll do going forward. And uh, so in the past, we've done six hundred dollars for everybody. That's not going to be the thing anymore. Uh, now I'll be able to give $1,200 a semester to somebody or $800 or 14 or 16 or something like this. It'd be more meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I was the uh, sole debate recruit, um, got a four eyed for undergrad or whatever on top of academic bumped up to a four eyed, but I was, I was coaches go to for just about anything. Cause I was the only one. Um, so anybody out there listening, you can get your you get your kids involved if, if they're thinking that college is where they want to go. You got places right here in Oklahoma that, you know, they can major in anything from goat showing to nursing. And I think that's something that I wasn't aware of when I was 17, 18 years old. You know, I didn't know you could shoot collegiate archery and major in bass fishing. 
Um, so there are, I mean, I've seen, I've seen tournament bass fishing listed as a major for some of these universities. And, um, I think that's something that we, we definitely owe it to the community to promote and, and make people aware of. So I, I, I appreciate everything you're doing. I hope this finds, uh, enough of the youth audience that we can continue to grow your, grow your collegiate program. Cause y'all, they go, they go to all the biggest tournaments. I'm, I'm running out of money and vacation days trying to get to Vegas and Lancaster and indoor and all these places. And here's Connor State right here and i'm thinking golly i think i could save some money and just enroll in 12 remote hours and get on the team again because i think i still got some eligibility left for college i don't know y'all take old guys on your team you know i think they have a name for that it's non-traditional student <laughs> non-traditional non-traditional distance learning yeah. student continuing yeah. education student i say i wouldn't i get my student loans back on pause if i'm full-time so where's them 12 hours at <laughs> that's that's one of the things it's it's true it's true it's it's a real life archery team at the college means doing fundraising and all of that but it allows us to like you said allows us to go to some of these events that quite frankly are just quite expensive and uh it could be difficult to go to so uh we we do that and it's it's wonderful it's it's uh, uh helps the kids out they get to go to places i remember my first trip i went to was was to uh was the las vegas shoot and Connor Ingersoll looked over at me when we pulled up to the South Point, and he says, "Johnny, you lucky dog! You have no idea what you're uh, what you're getting to go to." He's like, "I've wanted to come here my whole life." So it's it's a it's a big thing. It changes people. It's cool. Say, it is great. I, I, I like all the Ingersoll boys. They're all good people. Colton Colton calls calls arrows a lot better than Connor. I will say that, but. <laughs> Shout, shout out to Connor. I got you some glasses cleaners. Next time you call my arrows, you can see a little better. That's right. Um, That's right. And I'm, now we we want to we want to do everything we we can to support you. So I'm gonna brag on Johnny y'all just for a second. He he called me er, early on in the ASA season, and he he was asking about the different classes that these young people shoot in. And for those of you all that don't know, on on ASA, you could be 17, 18, 19 years old competing in the adult class, which is 18 to 50. So basically, he's he's saying from a from a marketing standpoint and from a collegiate standpoint, we need to do something that we can uh, show how these college kids are competing against other colleges, not just if you're K40, if you're open 40, if you're known 45, 50, whatever your class is, you know, pins, recurve, barebow. As far as the ASA concerns, we get them lumped in together. And Johnny and I kind of collaborated on this idea and we haven't told anybody about it yet. So I guess we'll just kind of break the news here. Um, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma as a drum roll, Dave's over here, drum sticking for me. Um, the, the Oklahoma ASA is going to create and recognize the collegiate shooter of the year award. Can you hear me okay, Dave? Johnny, can you hear him? Because I've kind of lost him a little bit. I, I've got I hear him. you. Okay. Can you hear me? It may be me. All right. Breaking news. Take two. Johnny and I had come up with the idea of creating the collegiate shooter of the year class where we're going to tally the points that are awarded for shooter of the year, not including scores, just including first, second, third, and how many competitors you beat in any given class. And we're going to recognize this amongst the collegiate shooters only. So it would essentially take out, it doesn't matter if you shoot barebow, traditional, hunter class, open compound. What we're going to do is we're going to give these kids who compete 
an individual belt buckle and recognize them as a shooter of the year. And somewhere down the line, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to set it up. We're going to put a scholarship on top of that for the college that has the kids that either win or accumulate the most points. So that gives the colleges something to, to say, Hey, this team in the state versus this team, if you have three or four, hopefully more in the future collegiate teams, we can hopefully make this a little bit of a rivalry and and they can go say, Hey, these kids are not only competing for individual medal, but they're competing against other colleges and shooters from other colleges in a way that it's not weighted because a a recurve score is not going to be what a compound score is. So we recognize it based on shooter of the year by taking those out and just making it merit-based. If you win first, second, or third, you get five, three, or one, and you get one point for everyone you beat. So um, hats off to Johnny for coming up with this idea. Um, I didn't really know how to approach it when he first said it, but I think I think this is going to be something that gets some pretty good momentum and, and helps reach out to the youth and says, hey, I mean, that kid beat me all year and he got my money all year long. But at the end of it, he also got some more money on top of that, you know, got his, you know, got some tuition paid, got some, you know, like you said, room and board stipends and stuff adds up quick for these kids. So we're going to have a monetary scholarship awarded for the collegiate shooter of the year I go either to the college or to the individual. We'll take some ideas on how to structure it, but that's something that I, I think Johnny's got to get the credit for this one. Cause it was a, a problem that he had that I'm like, how do we spin this into a positive? What can we do on our end to recognize these kids that, cause you know, you got class and responsibilities and homework and, you know, being 19 and 20 years old is a, is a hectic time. And the ones that are continuing to show up to shoot tournaments on the weekends, I think it's it's our you know it's 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 our privilege to get to support that, and I think that that's something that you're going to be able to count on from the Oklahoma ASA as long as, as long as this goober's in charge at least until they find somebody <laughs> better looking to run it. <clears throat> that's that's good, Neil. That's a uh, I think that touches on all the hot topics on that particular subject. We uh, you know between. Clayton Porterfield and Blaine Smith, they shoot a lot of the ASA shoots. And I think everybody at the shoots pretty much knows their faces. And last year Clayton was, uh, uh, you know, he worked hard and, and was, was, was able to get Oklahoma state and then shooter of the year. And then, uh, he got Texas state as well. And so there's a, there's a desire for these young people to shoot ASA. And when that desire is not met, uh, with an interest or an appetite from the colleges these guys shoot with and then uh we can by offering something that says college on it or uh you know other colleges are competing in the area then our colleges start to have an appetite for it because they don't want other colleges to out compete them or beat them or you know those types of things and uh to all the other colleges that might be listening right now um start coming out to the events and and registering that collegiate piece you know i've been at several asa or excuse me usa archery shoots and uh uh we actually were able to reach out to one of the other schools in oklahoma who was already registered for an event and uh and just ensure that that collegiate thing was on there because we don't want to compete against ourselves (laughs) we uh we'll do that we'll take all the ribbons but uh it'd be great to compete against the other schools 
Yeah, I think it's just a way to distinguish what the student athletes are doing and, and taking time out of their schedules. Because if you don't get your homework done Thursday, Friday, you don't get to shoot Saturday. And they're they're going above and beyond to not only pay the bills, but it's just as hard to dial a sight tape in when you're, you know, 19 as it is when you're 39. So they're putting yeah. the same time in. I think that it's, um, you know, and the way it's structured is adult classes, 18 to 50. So you could you got a bunch of 19 year olds in there whooping up on 46 and 47 year olds. It happens all the time. But I think we ought to have some scholarship award behind that and do something to not only help the programs, but help the individual archers as well. So we'll figure out the we'll figure out the dollars and cents of it later. But we will have to we will start tracking our on our shooter of the year just We'll, you know, around the state, which kids are in college and which ones aren't. So we'll we'll put a little asterisk by it or we'll keep that class completely separate. Um, they still have to qualify six plus state, you know, all the same shooter of the year rules. But we'll get their own get their own belt buckle and, and do some do some scholarship awards for them just to, you know, keep them coming out. Because a lot of kids in high school, if they're seeing that their junior and senior year and they're going off to Stillwater or going off wherever else to to come. Um, want to make sure I, I want to I, for you. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Got me, Johnny. Yeah, okay. I don't have I don't have David though. I think I can't hear David. Well, hear you, Dave. Dave's on mute. Can you hear me, Dave? Checking in, buddy. How about that? There you go. There he is. There he is. Here that says mute. (laughs) See, we couldn't. We were listening real careful, Dave. We heard you saying you wanted to match the first five thousand dollar donation to this scholarship that Neil was talking about. Wow, man! I tell you what, that uh, mute, mute. Where's that mute button? The term, the term you're looking for is silence is acquiescence. I didn't hear. I, I didn't. I didn't hear any nose. Uh, right over his head <laughs> we actually muted him for that one yeah. um, but you know i i think that's a great thing that we're going to be able to do to keep people engaged in the sport and show them that you know you don't you don't have to be a pro on the podium to take home a check you know it's something that it's it's our organization and i think we're going to put our money behind what's going to grow our sport and that's the that's putting it back into young people so um if anybody out there wants to wants to donate to that you know you know where you can find me um, if not, it's just going to be like everything else we're doing, independent fundraising, uh, pounding the pavement and begging, begging on the corners, which, you know, we'll, are, we'll sell, yeah, we'll go out and sell cookies. <laughs> yes. I thought we was gonna, we're going to sell Dave's barbecue. I thought, Oh, there we go. Well, now that's an option. All right. There we go. Now, well, we're, now we're talking. Yeah. We're getting an hour in, folks. We probably are to get ready to shut this thing down. Johnny, once again, down in our uh, comments after we get this done, we will put in the link to your Facebook page so that they can get that pin you talked about. I think that'll be a a big plus for everybody. Let's short trip, folks. Everybody needs to go hit this uh, shoot this weekend. Um, If nothing else, share it so that the ones that don't, get to listen to this podcast in time, at least maybe they'll know that there's a ASA shoot going on and heck we might get a handful of folks driving in from Texas and Kansas and Arkansas. And it's just, let's just keep sharing everything that we can about it to get it out there. It, it is going to be uh, by state with 
was it Missouri or Arkansas? Where, which one was it, Johnny? I think it ended up being Arkansas. Arkansas. It'd be a bi-state qualifier with Arkansas. Um, like I say, guys, this is a brand new range. They got these targets last year. Got a whole set back from um, Minden Pro-Am. So the good quality targets. I heard the range. I've heard nothing but good things about it from people that saw it last fall. And weather's going to be a little better than the past past couple weekends you know keep your fingers crossed so let's come out and support these kids um come shoot some asa i think that the numbers so far have been absolutely um great this year hearing a lot of good things so let's keep the momentum going everybody come out call your buddy don't come by yourself bring three or four people um gas splits real good four ways in in a big pickup truck so y'all call your buddies start making plans now um johnny will you share the connor state post in the in the asa group so they can find the pin and we'll, sure put what, we'll put what start time uh 10 o'clock start registration 8 to 9 45 uh, you can come out and shoot the you can shoot the genesis for some raffle tickets guys we're announcing bows that we've been additional bows that we've been given to give away at state um uh, keep keep your ears on that and um keep your eyes out for some schedule changes that got dropped yesterday um, got some new some new shoots and that kind of stuff. So it should all be on the Facebook page. Um, if you have any questions, Johnny's on there. I'm on there. You got my cell phone on there. Um, call one of us. We'll get you sorted out. But uh, come shoot your bows this weekend. You bet. Johnny, thanks for, for taking the time to chat with us and tell us about your um, organization, your school, and your shoot. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have the opportunity to come on here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. That's all I've got, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Neil, you got anything? That's it, everybody. Have a good weekend.